Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Proximity with me, Anna Holm. If you are a new listener of this podcast, welcome. I'm very glad to have you here. I am a third year acting student at the University of Chichester, and this week I'm speaking to two graduates of our amazing theatre department who also studied acting as their undergraduate degree, who have now returned for their masters. This is the great Theo Moore and Nathan Charles. In this week's episode, we speak about their journey to the Edinburgh Fringe and also their fabulous reviewing platform, The Crumb. The Crumb is a team of reviewers, which I'm very glad to be a part of. It was really great catching up with Theo and Nathan this week, and we had a really good chat about their experiences after uni. So I hope you enjoy it too. Okay, cool. Welcome, Theo and Nathan. Um, As I've done a bit before with previous people that I've interviewed on Proximity, um, I'm going to give... Right, let's start with Theo because you're top of my screen. I'm going to do a 30-second timer. Tell me about yourself in 30 seconds. Yeah, starting now. Three, two, one. Go. Uh, my name is Theo Moore. Uh, I am a theatre maker. Currently, I'm living in Chichester, doing my masters uh, at the Uni of Chichester, which is also where I did my undergrad. Um, I am artistic director of Red Biscuit Theatre. Um, we make physically devised comedy. Um, Five. Oh my God! Oh. I also do a bunch of other stuff, but that that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> cool done thanks Theo <laughs> and Nathan your turn three two one go uh yeah my name's Nathan Charles um I said I'd prep for this bit and I <laughs> didn't so I'm panicking um I've got five middle names uh I'm a producer hey, yeah five it's it's great for filling out forms um I'm a producer theatre maker actor from Portsmouth um I also did my undergrad at University of Chichester and now doing a master's degree at the University of Chichester and that's as interesting as I am done amazing that was stressful (laughs) another break you're also you're you're in Red Biscuit with me as well (laughs) Nate yeah we do do (laughs) and the crumb forgot about the crumb and bright mouth right so I'm trying to keep these episodes a bit shorter now um because you know who has time in lockdown, you know, to listen to a really long podcast. Um, but the first question that I wanted to ask you guys, um, in 2019, you obviously took your show to Edinburgh. What was that like? Tell us a bit about the show. Um, tell us about the process that you had in being able to take a idea that you had during your degree and take it to Edinburgh Fringe. Um, take it away, Theo. I definitely think now, looking back on... 2019 and Edinburgh it just feels so amazing that whole world yeah feels like a different universe right now to be able Mm -hmm. to put a show on in a crowded room with lots of people when we're all hugging and kissing each other (laughs) that just that that feels like a completely different universe but we we had a great time um I, I do say to a lot of people when they ask me about it I think it was probably the best two weeks of my life like it was everything I enjoyed in this world it was friends it was theater it was drinking too much till stupid hours and having oh, good yeah. food <laughs> like and it is such a weird world up there that everyone kind of gets on with everyone everyone's in the same boat yeah um because it was my first it was my first time 
going to the fringe mm. and that week even though obviously i wasn't performing but that week was probably one of the top weeks of my life ever <laughs> <laughs> just because like i i spent way too much money but yeah. every single penny was worth it i think it's a big like culture shock when you first go to the fringe because there's just so much stuff on offer there you can see like five shows a day and yeah you know that not even be a busy day yeah um i think I think for us getting a show up there, our, our main bit of advice I would say is that you should just apply early. Do all the legwork early. Yeah, like what we did with in our second year of uni, we did Brighton Fringe. Nice. And we we just applied before we'd finished the show. Was that with the same show? Yeah, yeah, it was the same show. We, we applied before we'd finished the show because we thought this will give us a reason to finish the show. If we don't do this, we're not going to be motivated to... Mm-hmm while we're still studying, while we've got our other modules going on. If we don't set down a time where we're going to have to put this in front of people, we're not going to want to keep making it. Or we're going to want to keep making it, but it's not going to be a priority. Yeah. And the same goes for Edinburgh, I think, is just to make sure that you've got it down and then really work on the show. I mean, the show being good is the most important thing. There's all sorts of other, like your marketing and all that flyering. Really important up there, yeah. Yeah, but... Mm -hmm. Making sure you have a really good show is the most important thing because word of mouth is massive up in Edinburgh. Yeah. You know, if you have a really good show and one person comes and sees it the first night, but they tell 10 of their mates that it's amazing, 10 of their friends are going to come and tell 10 of their friends and tell 10 of their friends. Yeah. Because you also had a very like adaptable show, didn't you? In the <laughs> sense of you, yeah, yeah. you didn't need massive set. You didn't have that. No, as no, like we a... didn't need any set. We thought that quite early, I think, when we were making it like where can we take this yeah. and thinking about it now we it could pop up in a you know a, a cafe corner it could pop up in a restaurant like it doesn't need light sound anything which i think is it's one of the fun parts about making it but yeah. it's also the easiest part about producing it because you can pitch it to anyone at any point in any space which is great and did you you did fundraising didn't you we did we um go on Liv. oh it's just because we we're very lucky that we have a fantastic uni that supported us from the get-go um in a sense that we approached them and was like can you help us and they was like we're not just going to give you money but we'd like you to go to these schools these colleges and do outreach work for us and in return they'd pay us a wage and that wage would then go to the fringe we also did a work in progress at the uni which was one of the funnest performances we'd done because um, it was a lot of friends, it was a lot of family before we went. And yeah, it's, it's just finding loads of different ways to... It's expensive. Edinburgh yeah. is really, <laughs> really, really expensive. And it's great that you've got venues like um, Heroes at the Fringe that do really affordable spaces. Um, but for us, we, we knew that it wasn't it wasn't feasible to do the Pleasant yeah. Assembly, all of that sort of stuff. But we had a great venue and a great team yeah. that... Yeah. worked there so we were really lucky we were also really lucky that my um my i think it's my my nan's cousin i want to say lives in edinburgh mm. and they're her and her husband they're the, not both in their 90s the loveliest couple in the world yeah and they let us all stay in their house for two weeks oh, wow so we didn't have to well i mean we didn't pay anything for accommodation really which is normally Whoa. thousands and thousands of pounds yeah. so we were extremely lucky there that was a massive yeah yeah massive slice of luck so if you were going to give one piece of advice would it be plan early apply early and kind of don't don't rush (laughs) in a sense i I, I think the i think the absolute best thing you can do is have a good show you know 
if if you plan early and your show's crap, it doesn't matter yeah. how early you plan. Yeah. You know, make sure that you really like the work that you're making. If you really like it, it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Just yeah. really like what you're doing and make it as good as you possibly can make it. And then, yeah, apply <laughs> early if you if you're confident in what you're doing. Or even if you're not confident, it might be a yeah. good challenge and good experience either way. Yeah, I, I echo that. I think we were lucky. We we were one of the lucky ones in a sense that we had friends up there who were also performing. Mm-hmm. Equally, Edinburgh can be a really lonely place if you're doing a solo show without a team up there with you. So it's making friends up there and being friendly to other people is key. Yeah, I do think it's worth acknowledging as well that it's not, you know, it's not the most accessible festival in terms of how much it costs. And, I mean, a lot of other things as well, how accessible the venues are even. A lot of them are up these rickety staircases and all over. Like, Mm. it's not a... a Like, people really love... And I do. I love Edinburgh. I've enjoyed it every time I've gone. It's been great, but it is... It can be a, a difficult experience. We were lucky. We had a really nice run in a in a decent venue, and we our show went well. But it can be brutal and expensive, and you know, really lonely. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, we were lucky. We had a great time. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so I also wanted um to talk to you guys about the crumb. So um you guys can probably explain a lot better than I can. What is it? What's the crumb? And how did you start up? Uh, it's kind of changed from what it... Because it started out as um, yeah. me and Nathan were writing... We wanted to get free tickets for shows, basically. So <laughs> we started writing um, reviews. For, I wrote for a younger theatre and Nathan wrote for Voice Mag first, I think. Yeah, Voice Mag and Spine Stalls. Yeah, and so we, we used that and got free tickets to stuff at Brighton Fringe initially and then a few other shows... Uh, and then we thought, why don't, why didn't we just set up our own one? We've got all these contacts that we've got from doing it for other people. Why don't we just set up our own one? So we did, and it was going to be a theatre reviewing site, so we could get free tickets and then get, um, get some shows that don't normally get reviews. Reviews, um, and then it's kind of grown from that. We've got quite what ten, maybe eleven writers writing. Twelve, uh, yeah, twelve including us. Twelve now, writers, which yeah. is mental to think about it. And we do all sort. We do. We've done music and dance and books. gaming <laughs> and books. Yeah. Uh, and interviews with some really really cool people. People, like, people that we look up yeah. to as well. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Great. That's company. what, I, especially during Edinburgh. Um, yeah. Like we said, marketing is key for a show, and nobody's gonna turn down any kind of publicity that they can have a bit of control over and to speak to people like lung theater who i've loved for years and ridiculousness it, it, it's great lewis doherty lewis doherty yeah his ridiculousness are a great company as well and they did a lovely interview yeah but yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of grown into this weird amalgamation of all sorts of different um types of content different types of writing and during lockdown it's been different people have been writing about stuff that's being streamed or yeah netflix yeah. shows or but that's what i love as well because obviously that's how what i did mm. for you guys um because i i for me theater being accessible is like one of my main passions in a sense of theater that people can actually see and can afford to see so um like talking about that and making pe- people more aware that some stuff is available mm. um 
is quite important and I feel like you have a platform that does that in a way of you review stuff that people might not think about considering yeah. to watch or yeah yeah read or you know what I mean yeah I think so I think we're trying to anyway <laughs> no I know but it's it's cool what I think is good about having the more writers we have the the broader taste I think we'll have in terms of one reviewer might not necessarily watch what another person writes and that will give us a broader sense of things to read and to review and people to chat to and it's been it's been really useful um i think for me and my mental health in lockdown to read what other people are enjoying and what other people are watching um mm-hmm. and especially where i feel like i've completed netflix <laughs> getting yeah. getting another <laughs> you know getting a recommendation of this show this show this show it's great yeah i love it cool um so I just wanted to ask you, as obviously you are graduates in a world that's not probably what you were expecting to be in right now, um, <laughs> if you were to give advice to students that are graduating this year, possibly, maybe mm. me, um, could you, like, what, what would you say, as in, to people that are going, oh God, this isn't the industry I was expecting to be in, but I'm here now. What advice would you give to people in that situation? Honestly, at the moment, I think the best advice that you can have is, you know, be kind to yourself Mm. at the moment. Things are rough. Things are really rough, Um, especially in our industry, but across, you know, the country, across the world, things are really difficult for everyone. So if you're if you're not comfortable jumping in at the moment and committing everything when you when everything looks a bit upside down, then I think that's not a bad decision to make if it's going to make you more comfortable but in in the same breath you know things are things are still happening um things are happening in a more digital way often hopefully things might start looking up this year so i i would say you know just be be kind to yourself let yourself um whatever feels comfortable at the moment is how much you should do if if you're struggling then don't don't feel like you have to push yourself i think there's a lot of empathy around from everyone in the industry at the moment who knows things are really difficult. But then plan, you know, plan for what you want things to look like afterwards. What 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 changes you want to see? How you want to be part of that change? Or I think that's one of one of the good things at the minute, isn't it? Is you, the majority of people have time to relax, to slow down, to really analyse what, like you said, there, what 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 next? And it doesn't have to be, you know, a burning thing you have to focus all your energy on like you said just if if you know you want to do something in 20 the end of 2021 start thinking about it now but don't stress yourself out about it i think you know there there are still some things happening but take it slow chill out it's fine it's fine to just sit and watch netflix and not learn a new language or an accent or something like that yeah i think it really depends what people want to do as well because we you know we our undergrad degree was in acting but now we're both more interested in making our own work and producing other people's work. Exactly. I was I was thinking the same. Like, this time a year ago, I had a completely different idea of mm. what I wanted to do after uni. Um, obviously, I'm not going into a performance-based master's, but I'm going into something that I've sort of found a passion in. And it's creating theatre, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, allow yourself to change your ideas and yeah, change absolutely. how you approach what you do. Yeah, I think it's fine to to think you want to do one thing and then realise you want to do something else. It's not, it's, and it's good to have many strings on your bow, I suppose. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for a little chit chat. That's all right. Um, 
I always get people to give their socials. I hate that. <laughs> but what else do you call them? Um, but yeah, just tell people, the listeners, where they can find the crumb, where they can find your work, or just you as a person online. Yeah. Um, uh, my per- my personal that I use for theatre stuff is at Theosmore one on Twitter. Our crumb is the at, at the crumb reviews. Uh, Red Biscuit is at We Red Biscuit. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Nathan. The the websites for the crumb is oh, the yeah. hyphen crumb dot com and then redbiscuittheatre.com. Uh my personal Twitter is Nath Charles with two H's. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, I hope hope you stay warm. It's cold. No. It's very cold. <laughs> stay warm. They, they won't be able to see me, but um, I'm I'm hiding my hands in my armpits now just to keep them warm. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that because I've just sort of woken up and then I, <laughs> I, I realised it's a podcast. It doesn't really matter what I look like. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed that little interview with Nathan and Theo. As always, you can contact me on any of my social media platforms via the handle, I think that's what it's called, Theatrical Anna. I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that sent me messages about my last episode. It really means so much when you guys give feedback or tell me that you've connected with the stories I've told or whatever. So it really, really means a lot that a lot of you enjoyed that episode. Um, I've got some cool episodes coming up for you with some great friends of mine coming on the show. So keep an eye out and I will see you next time.